0: Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. Anyway, the host ends every episode by saying, Joy is coming. I think it's a quote from a book or something. I don't know, but she says it every week. Joy is coming. That's the fool. You just got to keep your eyes open and look for it. Make sure not to fall. Emma Straub, This Time Tomorrow. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And this week, we're chatting around the kids' table. One of our main goals, as you know, for 2022 is to grow the show to 10,000 listeners, and each week we're getting closer and closer to that goal. Right now, we are a community of about seven to 8,000, which is amazing and honestly about 8,000 more than I ever envisioned. The best way to grow the show, though, is to have all of you lovely listeners leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, look for our pretty new logo, then scroll down until you see Write a Review and tell us what you think. Here's a recent review from a listener in Colorado. Annie and her crew at the bookshelf is something I look forward to every week. So many book recommendations that I never would have discovered without their thoughtful, fun, and witty reviews. Thank you for being a bright spot in my week. Thank you, Colorado. I am so grateful to all of our lovely listeners who have begun to leave their reviews. Your kind words mean a lot and they help us to remember why we do what we do. Now, back to today's conversation. The Kids Table is our seasonal episode series where I am joined by my friend, cousin, and former colleague, Ashley Sherlock. Together, we make up members of our own family's Kids Table and we're bringing those conversations to you each season to tell you what we're reading, watching, listening to, and buying. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Hi. Do you know that I think I had to explain to a listener a little while ago that the Kids Table episodes were not about kids literature? Oh, I hope they weren't disappointed. <laughs> no, I think, they, I think they were actually excited. And it occurred to me that maybe it was bad marketing to name this the Kids Table. But I really, I really love the name. I mean,
1: I think the name is fitting, but I do understand where this person might have been coming from. I totally do too. And the
0: podcast, right, right. And then I thought, oh, really? This (laughs) that does make sense. And maybe we should talk about kid lit, but no, we just want to talk about what we're reading, watching, listening to, and buying. That's it. I mean, I could just read picture books and be perfectly happy. Maybe maybe one episode. <laughs> I just love these episodes because they're really like sitting at our family's kids' table. This is true. And so it's summer. This is our summer episode. Summer is your favorite time of year. How are you hanging in? Pretty good. I am working outside. I'm currently – we are recording
1: – in my parents' pool house where I had to turn the air conditioner off. So I am coming to you from sweaty (laughs) Tallahassee, Florida with no air conditioning, but that's okay. It's better. I would rather it be too hot than too cold. Is that true? It's a hundred percent true. Unless I'm sleeping, then I want to be cold so I can bundle up.
0: But otherwise,
1: give give me the sun. Okay.
0: Do you think I could survive in Minnesota?
1: I've never been to
0: Minnesota, but probably. I don't okay. know. I
1: feel like I don't think Minnesota, I don't feel like is your vibe, but you could handle the cold.
0: The only reason I say this is because I was watching Sharon Says So's stories, but it's like her private little book club group that I joined. And she was talking about Minnesota and she pretty much sold me on thinking that I could live there because <laughs> unlike you, I think I'd rather be too cold because you can do something about that it's really hard you can always add more clothes you can't always take more clothes off i understand that but i just i'm like a reptile i stop no, functioning you are. in the cold you yes, and I think I'm the opposite. I think it's why I'm low energy during the summer. Now I like I've grown to really like summer because it's generally slower at the bookshelf. We have a pool, which helps immensely. Mm-hmm. But I have said this many times. After my big July Fourth trip, I am oof. I am <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, I, it's
1: uh, I'm not. I'm you. not here for it. I have worked with you very closely in the late July and August months, <laughs> and it's I just it's not your time of year, and that's okay. I do it's think not Mich- Minnesota. Minnesota is more is like Midwest, right?
0: Yeah, I do think you're more of a New England person than Midwest. I think I, think I am too. Honestly, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm nice enough to be a Midwesterner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> Okay, so it's summertime. It's your time to shine. Why don't you tell me what you're reading right now?
1: So, my time to shine means it's time for me to be outside, which means I'm doing a little bit less reading than normal. But I am excited about this really this one book called Cultish" by Amanda Montell that I think you and our both of our moms would be super interested in. It actually oh. came out a year ago today. I thought it was oh, new okay. this year, but it came out today's its birthday.
0: Have I told you about this before? Or have we talked about you this yet? You casually mentioned this, but now I want to hear more because this is a book I have been really intrigued by. It's got a great cover too.
1: Okay, so I hadn't heard about it until I was in a meeting with someone Um, someone that I respect and she mentioned that she was going to buy this book like over the weekend. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this book too, so that we can have a conversation. (laughs) We have not had the conversation yet, but it's fine. I read a really good book, but it's called Cultish. It's about the language of fanaticism and Mm. it's very well-researched. Amanda Montel sources a lot of psychologists and other professionals, and it's done in six parts ranging Mm. from Scientology and stuff like that to social media Um, Mm. She covers MLMs, fitness trends like CrossFit, Peloton, stuff like that. It talks about how these organizations or whatever you want to call them, these people use words to create fandoms, basically, to create empires. It's Mm. fascinating. I started reading it. You know I like to go into things blindly. So I started reading it because I – I use language a lot for my job and I'm currently in the process of trying to create FOMO for people. Um, (laughs) So I was hoping this book could kind of help me with that a little bit in a, in a much healthier way than many of
0: the cult she (laughs) she
1: references. But, well, that's another thing too. She also talks about how cult doesn't really have like a specific meaning. It can mean a lot of very Mm. different things, but yeah, super interesting. It's six parts that are pretty easy to break up if you want to. And I think you would actually really enjoy it. Did you listen to it or did you read the physical book? Physical book. And this girl, Amanda Montell, she also has a podcast, which I have not listened oh. to yet, but it's called Sounds Like a Cult. And I feel like if you're mm. a fan of My Favorite Murder or something like that, yeah. you might also be a fan of this.
0: Okay. I think I need to read this book because we had friends over this weekend and we literally spent half of our dinner conversation talking about Scientology. So (laughs) yeah, you you might want to pick this up. (laughs) I think we might want this. Um, Okay. My first one, I'm not going to spend too much time on because Hunter and I just recorded an episode about it that ran, I think, last week on From the Front Porch. And it is Pilgrim at Tinker Creek by Annie Dillard. But I finished this last week because of the podcast. And I immediately took a picture and sent it to Chet, my brother, your cousin. And then I took another picture and sent it to you and my mom and your mom because I really do think this is a Butterworth Jacobson family book. Like I feel like Family Book Club could be reignited with this selection. It is not particularly easy reading. Have you read Annie Dillard before? I
1: don't know that I've read any of her books, but like my mom, I really like her quotes.
0: Yes. So this is the thing, right? Like in high school, I think it was high school, we read excerpts from Annie Dillard's work, including Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. But I had never read the whole thing. And so Hunter and I have been doing backlist titles that are Pulitzer winners. And so I picked this one up. And now, gosh, it took me 50 pages, I think, to really become... Accustomed to the language of it. Like, I'm, I think I just am quite frankly out of practice of reading mm, super literary works. Um, you know, I read a lot of things quickly. And so it's hard sometimes to get back in the rhythm of reading something that's more dense. But ultimately, this book was phenomenal, beautifully written about nature, about God, about philosophy, about theology. There are some scenes that I will never be able to unsee, including one in which a bullfrog was sucked dry by a water bug, which I didn't even know was something that was possible. Very, very descriptive nature writing, uh, things I learned about praying mantises. Hunter and I joked that when we finished this book, we both like Hunter said on his drive home from work, he like stopped and like rolled down his window and was like, Look at nature. And I remember seeing a ladybug on my front door and like stopped and watched it for several minutes. Oh, I love it. So I think you would really, really like this book. Give it up, give it the 50 pages because it is dense, but I think you will really love the nature writing. And then I think you'll also like the philosophy and the theology. She's writing a lot about God and creation. She ties in a lot of works from a lot of words from other religious works, the Bible, the Quran. Anyway, really liked it. Highly recommend. I think you especially would like it.
1: Do you remember years and years ago? I must have been right after I graduated college and was working at the bookshelf, and you let me sell some paintings. Like yes. a quotes that I did. One of them was an Annie Dillard quote and I cannot for the life of me remember which one it was, but I know it's on the bookshelf Instagram feed. I believe oh. this was, in, this had to have been in like 20. No, this might've been before I graduated college. I think it was. So oh my I gosh. I need to go
0: back and look. Um, I'm sorry, but speaking of the bookshelf Instagram, Jordan and I have been um, finishing up John Green's Anthropocene Reviewed, mm-hmm. uh, which I think I recommended to you last time, great audiobook. but there's an essay in there about the notes app. And in, there, in the essay, he references going back through his notes app and like he doesn't know what half the notes are, like they're just random sentences. So I was inspired to go back through my own notes app and I found a note from 2017 that was like goals for the bookshelf and one of the goals was to reach 7,000 followers on Instagram. Oh my God, from 2017, wow. From 2017. And I thought... My gosh, we did that and more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had no idea how high we could fly. We didn't, and I'm glad we didn't. Ignorance is bliss in many ways. <laughs> it is. It is. Happy times. Um, what else are you reading? Anything else?
1: Okay, next thing is Book Lovers by Emily Henry.
0: <gasps> yes. Which I
1: did love this. Did you read it? I did.
0: Okay. I listened to em-
1: it. Emily Henry, I don't think I've read her. I can't remember if I read – Beach read I may have, but I truly do not remember not my typical thing, but mm-hmm. I actually had a good time with this one. Mm-hmm. kind of angsty, had a really good like waterfall lake, whatever scene that I enjoyed, yep. sister friendship, which I loved, yeah, small the town, sister wanderlust, Stepless. and man, who doesn't love a stone cold workaholic who finds <laughs> out she actually has a heart
0: <laughs> <laughs> i do I do love that, and I also love that they didn't make her. I mean, no spoilers, fast forward 15 seconds if you need to, but I like that they didn't make her have to discover like, no, I don't want a job. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work at a farm. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like no, she really was good at her job and liked her job and was, and was excellent at it, but it did mean she had to make adjustments other places. Like, I, I thought that storyline was pretty realistic, actually. I really liked it. Yeah, me too. Okay, another recommendation for you. I led the episode with a quote from This Time Tomorrow, the new Emma Straub. Have you read this yet?
1: Okay, so I started it, but I don't think it's my
0: thing. Okay, May. I don't know how far you got. I personally found it to be very slow going. And so then I put it down and then I picked it back up again and then I fell in love with it. The reason I was recommending it for you is because of the New York of it all. So it's really, if you get going... The book is essentially a little bit of a time travel story. And once you get to that time travel moment and the main character becomes the high school version of herself, I think the New York setting, and because we have been to some of those places, like I really thought you would love the New York aspects of it. I find some of the story to be less compelling than others. I love the father-daughter stuff. I felt ambivalent about the love story elements. There's some slight romance elements. I did not like those as much, but I loved the father-daughter of it all. And I loved the New York setting. And I was like, Ashley should read this because it's very, like, she goes to Grace Papaya and she eats hot dogs. Like, I just feel like because we've been to New York and because we want to go there every year together, because that is our (laughs) new goal and our new (laughs) vision for ourselves. I just think you might like that. that part. I know. Put it in my notes app. Maybe that. Maybe my notes app is a way to manifest. Do. Oh, you got to try it. You have to. I'll do it too. Okay, because we did talk about doing like a yearly Fuzzin trip, and so. Anyway, I think I think you would like the New York of it all. Give it another shot. That's good to know. I've stopped because I I got a little lost
1: with the time travel and time travel is just not really my thing. But New York feels my that. thing.
0: Yeah, I think you'd like that part. Okay. Any other reads for you?
1: Yes, I thought, I forgot it was my turn. Okay, so I'm not going to go into this one because I have another one. I just wanted to tell you that I read, but I read Happy Go Lucky by David Sedaris. I enjoyed it. Not as much <gasps> yes. as his other stuff,
0: but oh, okay. still classic okay, David you. Sedaris.
1: He, you can you can tell he's getting older,
0: I think. Okay, that like tempers in my expectations writing. a little bit honestly, not shocking. If you, did you read his, there's an excerpt of that book that was in the Atlantic and I did Mm -hmm. laugh out loud, but I also thought, Oh, he sounds a little bit like a crotchety old man. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's
1: accurate. (laughs) And he like, he, he always, I thought he's, I think he's always done a good job of balancing like the struggles of life with humor, but I don't know, I guess as you get older, there's a
0: little bit more struggles in life. Well, or pan- the pandemic of it all. He wrote it during that the pandemic, too. and all of us were crotchety old men during the pandemic. That,
1: that Who too. wasn't? <laughs> so I still think it's worth the read. Okay. But I I wanted to tell you that I finished today. Actually, I finished Nora Goes Off script.
0: <gasps> wait. did Okay, wait. Did you like it or did you not I like it. it? I loved okay. it so much. <laughs> Weird going from book lovers
1: straight to Nora goes off script because both of those characters were named Nora and they're they're very similar
0: stories. Oh, interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah. But I loved it. I told you that book. I don't know why. Like I have read a lot of rom-coms, some terrible, some great. Nora goes off script to me weirdly went deeper than rom-com. Like I just fell in love with her and her kids. Mm-hmm. And her tea house. Like, I really want a tea house now. <laughs> um, and her writing and her ambition. And yes, I very much loved the main character. Who did you picture as the main guy? I don't think I had anybody specific. His name was Leo.
1: So I think I had a blonde. Some, like, pointy face blonde in mind.
0: Okay, Look, this is my own personal problem slash taste, but I pictured Chris Evans naturally. Um, but <laughs> par- uh, partly because Chris Evans in real life is a bachelor and is, has a good relationship, I think, with his brother, and there's a brother relationship in this book. But can I tell you something interesting? I interviewed Annabelle Monaghan for a bonus episode of the podcast— and I asked her, I said, who would you cast or who did you picture? And she said, you know, I specifically left the description of Leo pretty bland, like pretty blank, because I wanted women to picture whoever they wanted, Interesting. I thought was genius. Because yeah. I think for women, the, the personal taste level runs the gamut, not to be like gender specific, but I just feel like many men have like a typical ideal. And for women, I think it's much broader. That is me be- being very stereotypical. Um, please forgive me. But I thought it was really interesting that she was like, I specifically made it so that you really could picture whoever your ideal or your fantasy guy was. Oh, I love that. That makes me love oh, that's it even so more. Clever. I thought it was so clever. Can I tell you, I pictured Chris Evans as Leo, Rachel McAdams as Nora, and Nancy Myers as directing the film adaptation. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. I get that. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you liked it. Did you listen to it or read it?
1: I listened to it and I flew through it. Okay. So it was a good audiobook? It was a pretty good audiobook. I think, okay. I don't know, if I were recommending it, I would recommend you read it just because of the type of book that it is. But I absolutely okay. flew through it and I am not someone who flies through anything.
0: Okay, speaking of flying, my last reading (laughs) recommendation is Flying Solo by Linda Holmes. This is another one that I really think you'd like, and I'm afraid people are going to go into it thinking it's a romantic comedy because Linda Holmes' first book, Evie Drake Starts Over, is very rom-commy. It's a rom-com I loved, but it's very rom-commy. Flying Solo, perhaps you might even tell from the title itself, to me is less about the romance of it all. There is a romantic storyline. There is a guy. There is a girl. They do fall in love-ish. That's not spoilers. That's just the facts, Jack. But I'm here to tell you that book is not really about the romance aspect. And that's why I feel fine saying, yeah, there's a guy, there's a girl, there's some love there. But That's not really what it's about. It's about a young woman who, or not really even a young woman, a middle-aged woman who goes to clean up her aunt's house. Her aunt was single and died at the age of 93, and they had a really special bond. And so she goes to clean up the house and kind of take charge because her aunt did not have any kids. And her great aunt, I think. And anyway, she finds, like, a duck. And there's, like, this mystery involving the duck that I – I know it sounds weird, but I really was here for it. And you really just learn a lot about, hmm, I think, love beyond romantic love. And you learn a lot about familial love and friendship love and – what makes a well-rounded person. I really liked it a lot, but I think it's going to be different from what people expect. So I wanted to tell you about it because I think you would like it. And I also wanted to let you know, like, don't go into it thinking it's going to be book lovers. It's not. Um, It's going to be really, oh, it's a great main setting. It's just going to be a really love main story about um, a woman and her aunt, honestly. Nice. I'm into it. Yeah. We have lots of aunt relationships, so I thought you'd appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have more, we have more ants than your average person. I feel like (laughs) sometimes I, I don't realize that like most people don't have 19 cousins,
1: you know? Yeah. I, that's not normal.
0: (laughs) It's not, but it (laughs) feels normal to me. Uh, and so uh, (laughs) anyway, I just loved the ant relationship. Um, okay. Any other reading for you? That's it for me. All right. Let's talk watching. I'm very curious about this. Tell me what you're watching right now.
1: Okay. There's mm, almost nothing to be curious about. This section oh, is a little it. bare for me cuz I okay. am watching my comfort shows for some okay. reason. <laughs> but <laughs> one thing, I don't I don't actually know if you're going to like this or not. Okay. Because it's very dumb, but have you heard of The Circle on Netflix?
0: Okay, I have. And don't ever underestimate my appreciation for dumb things. I do watch Love Island, just remember. Okay. It's kind of along those lines, but not really
1: at all. Okay. <laughs> I've seen the first season and the most recent season. first season was interesting and I watched the most recent season because I knew of one of the guys who was gonna be on there and I find him very attractive and charming. Um, okay. But the show basically it's you start off with like, I don't know five, six people who do not meet. They each like live in their own apartment, like on the same building.
0: But mm-hmm. they don't leave
1: this apartment and they only meet each other online. And some of them are like being themselves in this online chat situation. Some of mm-hmm. them may also be catfishing the rest of the group. Okay. So there's this one guy, he comes in at the beginning, I forget his name, but he comes in as his mom. So like you have okay. a profile and everything, and the pro- but the profile picture is his mom Her name is Carol, I believe. And it's this 20-something-year-old guy talking like, acting like his 50, 60-year-old mother and trying to make the rest of the group believe that she is actually there. Okay. And some people people catch on, some people don't. Some people think someone else might be a catfish, but they're themselves. Um, And the goal is to just not get voted out. Basically, okay. until the end, and everybody basically like, votes for, I guess, basically the most likable person on the show. It's super weird, very like millennial, Gen Z, social media type thing.
0: Okay, no value, no value at all. But I find it entertaining. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's good to know. I don't know if I will be partaking in that, but I am. I have been, I have been curious about it. And honestly, you just gave me honestly everything I need to know to decide that that's going to be a no for me. <laughs> <But> you're welcome. <laughs> um, it just saved me a lot of time. So I really appreciate that. That's what I'm here for. Okay. I also have a recommendation that I do not know if it's for you. So it is The Essex Serpent. It's on Apple TV+. I read this book years ago and loved the book. Did you read this book? No, but I remember
1: selling it when it came out.
0: Okay. I loved it. It's about a woman who, I guess the year is probably, I don't know, let's say 1800s, early 1800s. There's a lot of clothes that are fun. But um, anyway, anyway, I think it's the olden times. And and I'm sorry, that makes me sound dumb, but it is what it is. So, (laughs) it's of a, of a different time. And one of the women, the main character is Cora. She is a scientist and a naturalist. Her husband dies and she winds up seeing in the paper that this town in Essex believes there is a serpent, like a giant sea creature kind of invading their town. And so she moves to Essex with her son and her friend slash maid. And... While they're there, she befriends the priest, the local priest, who obviously is a man of deep faith. She is a scientist, so their relationship and friendship is really interesting. That is what I loved about the book when it first came out. And there is a lot of almost Salem witch tribal vibes about what is the serpent? Is it a literal serpent? Is it the devil? It, you know, is it, there's a sense of hysteria? I loved the book. I was very excited about this show. I have not, I don't even care what the other reviews are. I'm liking the show. Jordan likes the show. We already have watched four episodes and we're going to finish, I think, in the next couple of days. So it's a six episode series on Apple TV+. It stars Tom Hiddleston and Claire Danes. I think Claire Danes is a great actress. I've never cared for Tom Hiddleston, but I kind of like him in this. So yeah, I really like it. I don't know if you would or not, but I it's six episodes. So like it might be worth a shot.
1: I might give it a try. We'll see. Side note, this is a random question that just popped into my head, but did you
0: watch Squid Game? Okay, no, but Jordan and I just asked if we should because we just saw they renewed for season two.
1: And Yeah, that's what made me ask. And I also saw that somebody is making it into like a reality show. I like saw someone that. Someone is
0: actually making a real Squid Game where
1: nobody Which- is going to die in this one. <laughs>
0: But I, I don't. I don't know if I trust that fully. Um, so I think I asked you, or maybe I asked Chet about Squid Game, and he was like, "You might like it, but it is really violent." Yeah, it's very violent. It is absolutely
1: not my thing. The only reason I watched it was because it was like the top performing show right. on Netflix for a time, and it was really just one of those like you can't look away
0: type mm-hmm. of
1: situations
0: was it more or less violent than stranger things season 4 okay was not prepared for that violence <laughs> goodness i almost
1: didn't make it through i finally finished that though i don't know how they compare okay violent, That's what violence violence in a like. different way there's just okay. a lot of blood in squid game
0: okay I don't know. I'm curious about it. I mean, we did the Hunger Games thing, and that feels kind of, sort of similar. I don't know. Maybe we'll try it. Yeah, I want to. I just
1: want you to try it with Jordan, and just so I can know because I have no idea if you'll actually want to watch this or not.
0: Okay. I mean, look, Stranger Things is not actually. I mean, other than the nostalgia factor of it all, like that's not something I would have seen myself sticking with. Like, kind of the sci-fi, it feels a little sci-fi. Yeah. But we love yeah. that, and I mean this this season was a Mm. lot a lot most a lot and let so help me I've not looked up spoilers don't anybody tell me anything I've finished I finished season four they better not kill off Steve I I I, I can't do it don't kill (laughs) off Steve don't you do it Um, boy do I love Steve I wish I do too how old is he in real life do we know yeah I looked it up uh 20 I want to say 29-ish is he seeing anyone (laughs) You dragged out that question. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think he's dating anybody. You know, I will have to warn you, I do think a lot of his attractive level is the hair. I know. I wish I could just date Steve and not whoever's.
1: Because do you remember when that
0: guy, whatever that guy's real name is, Joe, I think, is his real name Joe Kearney? I don't know. But he got a bob. Do you remember that? No. Oh. Oh, I will. Mm, I will text you a picture as soon <laughs> as we hang up because it is a lot. But I do like Steve, Great. and I love his friendship with well, Destin. with the kids. Yeah, with the kids, but Ugh. also the girl. What's the girl's name? Not Sadie Sink, the other girl, the Maya Hawk, uh, Hawks girl, the redhead. Not
1: I know. I know who you're talking about the older one.
0: Yes, Nancy, can't Nancy remember her name. Age. I can't remember either. I'd rather them kill off Nancy. You can quote me on that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I just want to quickly put in a plug for somebody feed Phil. Do you like this show?
1: Do you no, do this show? No, but you have
0: told me about this show no
1: less than probably nine times.
0: Because it's okay. It, it just, it's so feel good. And look, <laughs> I know you're ADD, and I'm here to tell you you don't have to pay full attention to this. <laughs> you can pay. That's helpful. You can pay half attention to this. And still feel good. Yes, and still feel good. I think you will think it's charming and funny. I heard about it from Sophie Hudson, Boo Mama, who's an Enneagram mm-hmm. 9. You're an okay. Enneagram 9. Okay. I just think you should try it. I, it saved me. This is not a joke. It was one of the pieces of pop culture that saved 2020 for me. And so now it holds a very special little place in my heart. And we've just been watching the new season. And I really like it.
1: Okay. I'm re-watching New Girl right now.
0: And oh okay
1: I'm gonna need something after
0: that. When I watch New Girl, we've talked about this. When I have to watch New Girl, that's when I know th- I've reached New Lows. Because the <laughs> New Girl New Girl is different from for me than like The Office. Uh-huh. New Girl is like We're in trouble. Danger, Will Robinson. Annie, something (laughs) is wrong In trouble. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've only seen it one other time besides
1: this. Like, I think I may have watched it while it was coming out. But again, I am very swayed by the people I am around. We were having Mm -hmm. a discussion and like everybody there was like, oh, yeah, my favorite show is New Girl. And I was like, well, I haven't seen New Girl since it went off the air. I'm not sure I even saw the series finale. So started it.
0: I'd love to know what you think upon a second watch. Again, I watch that and just know things are dire. I like that show. I love the male friendships. Zoe Deschanel's character does things to me and I do not mean that in a good way.
1: (laughs) No, I was talking to Olivia. I was like, I'm re-watching New Girl and I hate to say that I think I might be Jessica Day and she like almost cut me off and was like, no, you're absolutely not. I can't stand <laughs>
0: <Jess> Day. <laughs> no, Jessica Day. I, I am speech. I can't even. I I can't even. I can't even. I just don't <laughs> even know what to say about her. I find her so obnoxious. You are not Jess Day. We tell you. I also
1: don't like her. But the one part that I really related to was her birthday episode when She like her thing that she does on her birthday is that she goes to the movies alone because Mm -hmm. her expectations are too high for everyone else. So she just takes the pressure off of her and everyone. I was like, I mean,
0: that's something I need to do as well. (laughs) I mean, I think that's a genius move, actually. But she cried in a job interview and that was I was out. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. No, no, (laughs) ma'am. No, no, ma'am. They did not fight for our rights so that you could cry in a job interview. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Okay. My last thing that I just want to tell you is you and I have to go see Top Gun. I am waiting. I was hoping I would have seen that in time for this episode, but I have not. Can we go see it? And very crucially, what is your call sign?
1: Are you asking me that for real? Because I don't know what that means.
0: Okay. Like Tom Cruise is Maverick. The guy who dies in the original Top Gun is Goose. Your love of your life, Glenn Powell, is Hangman. Like you have to pick a name. So my friend Juliana, we named her Hollywood because of her princess hair. Okay. Mine is Alphabet. (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) I know. You need a name. You gotta look. You gotta go. You gotta generate your own call sign. Do I have oh, to, to come up to... with it myself? We did a call sign generator, but then my friend Courtney really helped us come up with ours and hone in on ours. I, I we gotta see what your call sign is. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about this for days. Oh, I'm sorry, I looked you up. Uh, I'm going to try a different website. The first one that came oh, up. No. The first one that came up was crud. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Oh. Okay. Why is it
1: accurate though? <laughs> crud. Crud. Just call me crud. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh. If you are them. listening to this, hold on, if you're listening to this and you see the Bookshelf Instagram post about this yes. episode, just comment and say, what's up, crud? Or hey, crud. <laughs> or this this episode was
0: crud. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't comment that. <laughs> crud stole the show. <laughs> oh, Oh, gosh. Okay, well, I'm going to find the better website and send it to you so that Please you do. can- Come up with your call sign because I don't want you to be crud. Um, And I I just think you deserve better. And I wish I could find the call sign website that my friend Courtney found. Let's see. Cookie is my friend Courtney's because that's her grandmother name. Did
1: she come up with that herself or did the website come up with that?
0: That's her grandmother name. And she decided that was a good call sign for her. Here we go. I'm looking yours up. Here are some options. Are you ready? Mm, Sure. Salsa. (laughs) Splinter. (laughs) What? Smurf. (laughs) Wait. That's it. That's the name. What? Whose (laughs)
1: ideas are these? Smurf. What what information do you have to give this website in order to get a call sign?
0: Alf. (laughs) Alf. Oh jeez.
1: why are all of mine? <laughs> My call sign is garbage because that is what all of these are.
0: Sonic, no, Ashley, Sonic,
1: Shirley.
0: Wait, one of them. One of them was sad face. Are you kidding me? Wait, I think that's it, Ashley. Sorry. Oh no, get me out. Uh, Okay, we have to continue on with the episode
1: of From the Front Porch. Thank you so much for (laughs) joining
0: us in beautiful
1: downtown (sighs) Thomasville, Georgia. (laughs) Please like, like, and subscribe and give us a review.
0: Ashley sad Face Sherlock. (laughs) I love it. Okay, moving on. We're going to go see that movie together. We're going to drag Caroline with us too. Um, What are you listening to?
1: Listening to, okay, there's a song. So sometimes I take evening walks. And when I do, a lot of the time, I can't help but listen to piano music. Aww. And one song that I have been loving in particular for actually quite some time is called A Place to Call Home by Michael mm-hmm. Um, It's just a very beautiful song. And he's not like a famous pianist or anything. And actually, I was trying to find the sheet music to it so I could play it. It's just one of those songs that like, I love it so much. Like I have to know how to play it so I can just play it all the time. Um, But I couldn't find it when I Googled it. And upon further research, like I would try to like find his website so that I could just reach out to him directly to see if he could sell me the sheet music. He's from Switzerland, I believe, but in 2020 or 2021, he actually passed away from art issues. So I feel like that makes this song even more Beautiful and
0: meaningful. It's so oh sad, God. but it's such a nice song. It feels like a sunset. I think you just proved your call sign correct. Ashley, oh sad Sherlock, indeed.
1: Get me out. <laughs>
0: what am I doing? It, but it makes me happy. Please put that in the show notes because that sounds lovely. My first couple of ones, I feel like podcasts can almost be too much for me these days. Like I mm-hmm. feel like... I don't know. I'm listening to audiobooks a lot instead, but I've been listening to or I I like not every episode, but I'll pick specific episodes of The Big Picture podcast. This is part of the Ringer podcast network. But after I went and saw Top Gun, I listened to their Tom Cruise episode and their Top Gun Maverick episode and I really like them. I like the the hosts on that show. Amanda Dobbins, and Sean Finnessy and Chris Ryan will sometimes come in. Anyway, I really like that podcast a lot. I pick and choose which episodes I want to listen to. Their movie drafts are great, but I specifically listened to the Top Gun episodes recently and really liked them.
1: Nice. What else? Anything else? There's another song called Wilder Mind by Mumford & Sons. Can't remember oh. which album it's on. I feel like it's on one of their newer ones. Yes. But I don't have very much to say about it. I just like the song.
0: Look, Mumford & Sons is still putting out or has put out recently pretty good music. Like, I feel like we don't talk about them anymore, but I still like Mm -hmm.
1: them. Yeah, I do, too. They've got some good stuff.
0: Okay, I've got two playlists that I've been listening to off and on. As you know, I, throughout the summer, like, throughout the seasons, also add songs to my playlists um, so that I have, like, a time capsule at the end of the year. But two people whose playlists I really like, I follow both of them on Instagram, and they – consistently put out great playlists. One of them, her name is Fran Dorsey. The other one is Sarah Tolsman. Fran's newest playlist is called Coppertone, and it's great summery songs. And then Sarah Tolsman, her blog used to be called Note to Self. And anyway, so her playlist is called Note to Self, Chill Summer. And I just really like, I think they do a good job of compiling playlists. Like I firmly believe that that some people have that spiritual gift I only do if like, I sit down and have the time to do that. And so I really right. like when it's been done for me. And so Fran is a great person. We'll play her playlist sometimes in the bookshelf. So if you listen to the bookshelf or like if you're walking around the store and you like some of our playlists, we have used some of hers in the shop. And then Sarah Tolsman, the same is true for her. So that's Coppertone and Chill Summer. And I, bo- I like both of those a lot. Okay. Drumroll, please. What are you buying right now? Well... Cherry limeade supplies. <laughs> you're on a cherry limeade kick, and I do love it. I really am, and I have been sitting. Is that what on you're one. drinking right now?
1: Yeah, yeah, I just finished it. Made it for this show. I um, this was a a new recipe. It was a frozen cherry limeade, and my next cherry limeade endeavor will involve a splash of vodka because that was <laughs> re- recommended to me, and I feel like it would make it even more of a poolside party.
0: Can you start Instagram storying your journey can we call this your cherry limeade summer and you walk (laughs) us through the different iterations? Can you do that? (laughs) Sure. It's not going to be interesting, but yeah, it is interesting. I don't make my own cherry limeades and maybe I would if I saw your Instagram posts. Yeah, we can do that. We got to market this thing, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm here to tell you that during the summer, my jeans, the humidity suctions them to my thighs (laughs) (laughs) so that they're impossible to get off. And eventually it just becomes like there is no hope for us in the summer here in the South. And so I just invested, air quotes, invested in some dresses from Target's Universal Thread line. I bought three of them think they were between 15 and $20 a piece because I don't even, I'll be real with you, I don't even need them to last me forever. I just need them to do the job this summer so that my jeans do not suction themselves to my legs. That's, <laughs> that's
1: it. I'm, your summer dress is my winter oversized sweater.
0: Okay. Yes. The thing you have to have <laughs> to get you through the season that is not your fave. Yes. Yeah. Th- I'm wearing one t- right now. Um, I don't love this new trend of kind of um form fitting. Ugh no me either. Do you know what I mean? So you might want to size up, but I felt pretty good in this one. They're all t-shirty material. It's a one piece wonder, like one <laughs> one piece of fabric. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I like them. I also bought a dress. I wore it when you and I went to the ballet. Um, because last time we went to a social function together, you had a really cute dress and I had on a jumpsuit. <laughs> and so I went and bought a cute dress from August cloth and it was, um, vertical stripes. And then I opened my door and I was in a cute dress and you were in a black jumpsuit. And it oh, made I didn't me laugh. realize that <laughs> you didn't say anything, but that was a cute dress. Thank you. I really like it a lot. It's nicer quality than the Target dresses, just as it yeah. heads up. So it is pricier, but I love it. It's a shirt dress. It's got a cute collar, great sleeves, and a really lovely back. I really like it a lot. Great for 104 degrees with humidity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the least amount of clothes you can wear. That's exact. That's correct. Um, tell me what else? Anything else you've been buying? What about what's on your nails? I have. <laughs> I bought olive and june's summer collection
1: the whole thing which i'm impressed i don't, That's I I don't normally do well yeah. i mean I, I don't know if it was on sale but like you get six colors and i think one of them is usually free or at least like a percentage off plus they sent me two free colors so i got eight different colors of nail polish how'd you get for how, however free. much I have no idea. They must have been doing some kind of summer promotion. I don't know if they're still doing it. I didn't buy them that long ago. But these summer colors, this is my first Olive in June purchase, I believe. And I am very happy with the results. I did
0: five colors on my fingers and I put the sixth color on my toes. Cute. We can't all be big spenders. So I bought three (laughs) summer (laughs) I bought three of the olive and June summer colors. I'm still waiting for them to come, and i'm des- I'm starting to get desperate like I kept waiting yeah. for the colors to show up, and my toes and fingers are not looking great. yeah, it's time but i really do I really do love these particular colors. I think I bought the blue, the green, and then the pinky orangey color.
1: yeah, they're really great colors this time, yeah um okay, that's all I think from me. Anything else from you? I'm buying some plain tickets. <gasps> Where are you going? A strange amount of plane tickets. I am going to Nashville to visit my friends. I'm going to Charlotte, North Carolina for yeah. the Hope Writers Conference. And my mom doesn't know this yet, but <laughs> I'm I'm planning to go visit my friend Meredith in Greece.
0: <gasps> when are you going to do that? Year.
1: I'm trying to do it in September, okay. but we'll see.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. I know. Oh, that's so fun. Don't forget. Don't forget me. Don't forget New York.
1: (laughs) Don't think of you fondly.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love getting on a plane and going somewhere. Congratulations. No,
1: I'm so excited for
0: all of them. Okay, sad face. That's it for me. (laughs) How dare you? Rude. (laughs) Bye. This is Alphabet over and out. This week I'm listening to Mary Jane by Jessica Anya Blau. Ashley, what are you reading? I am reading Normal Family by Krista Bilton. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. You can follow the bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at BookshelfTville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Studio D Podcast Production for production of From the Front Porch and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. Our executive producers of today's episode are Donna Hetchler, Angie Erickson, Cammy Tidwell, Chantal Carls, Nicole Marcy, Wendy Jenkins,
1: Lori Johnson,
0: Kate Johnston-Tucker, Thank you all for your support of From the Front Porch. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your input helps us make the show even better and reach new listeners. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see Write a Review, and tell us what you think. Or, if you're so inclined, you can support us over on Patreon, where we have three levels of support—Front Porch Friends, Book Club Companions, and Bookshelf Benefactors— Each level has an amazing number of benefits like bonus content, access to live events, discounts, and giveaways. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you and we look forward to meeting back here next week.